It's clear that the internet that we have today is not the internet we had when we were in middle school anymore. Social media especially has gone through so many changes, including the inception of social commerce. What the heck even is social commerce? It is the use of social media platforms to market and sell products and services, and just about every brand out there at this point is using it. But social commerce affects more than just the brands, it affects us as creators as well. Not only are there things that we need to know to be able to leverage the ways brands are using social commerce to further our brand partnerships, but there are also so many additional ways for us to raise our income and monetize more. I'm Kristen Busquet and I've been a full-time creator for over three years and have brought in over $350,000 from sponsored posts and content creation collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is the podcast where we teach you, the entrepreneurial creator, to turn your online influence and creativity into a profitable, self-sustaining business. Today's guest, Lauren Petrullo, is an award-winning marketing expert, digital marketing and e-commerce consultant, and successful multi-founder. As the CEO and founder of digital marketing agency, Mongoose Media, Lauren drives brand growth in the baby, beauty, and food space. As a member of the prestigious Leaders Network at Meta, she is a social commerce and meta ads expert who turns $5,000 in ads into 500,000 in sales. Today, Lauren is giving us the scoop on what creators need to know in 2023 about social commerce. This, my biz BFF, is Social Scoop. I am so excited to tell you about the free gift that I have for you for being such a loyal listener of Social Scoop for all 74 episodes at this point. If you find yourself asking, how can I become a profitable creator business? I want to really make a business out of this and monetize. You're going to be really happy to hear that I have literally packed all of my most valuable resources into one major guide for you so that you can make the moves that you want and actually build a business. The Profitable Creator Playbook is a free guide that teaches you about connecting with brands through our proven framework, the anti-pitch method. You'll also be able to find out if your rates are in line with your peers through our creator rates database that has rates for Instagram and TikTok from over 200 creators. And lastly, you'll get access to our Roadmap to Full-Time Guide, which gives you all of the questions that you need to ask yourself in order to figure out, am I ready to take this full-time? You can grab your free copy in the show notes below. I hope you guys love it, and I'm so excited to hear what you think. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 74 of Social Scoop. My name is Kristen, and as always, I am so excited that you're here. Happy Tuesday, guys. Thankfully, this week was not packed with news at all. Like I actually almost struggled to find some news for us to even talk about. I think because in the last couple of weeks, we've really gotten a ton from the platforms. And I think they know that we're probably like a little overwhelmed at this point. Between broadcast channels and the new verification from Meta, we are basically like running around like chickens with our head cut off. So after last week's news about meta verification, I was like feeling a lot of feelings. I understood it from both perspectives. I understand why it's good. I understand why it's bad. I get why meta is doing it. But I also had some time to sit down and reflect on it a little bit. Adam Masseri posted a video over the last week, basically just explaining it more in depth. And one thing that he talked about here that wasn't originally talked about in Mark Zuckerberg's message was that when you do have this verification option, you will actually get increased reach. So that to me 
was kind of what set me off and really made me realize how I, how I actually feel about this. So essentially what will happen if you are getting this verification, like if you're paying the subscription fee to be verified, you will be getting priority access to in search results. You'll get priority access in the explore page, in the comments. So basically with this, your content will not be ranked on if you're having great content or if you're creating good content. It will now be ranked on if you're paying or not, which makes me feel very like the ick. I'm getting the ick from this quite a bit. So to put this into as simple terms as possible, I'm going to read you the comment that I left on Adam Masseri's video about this. Um, and I got 143 likes on it. So a lot of you guys saw this and, and liked it as well. Let me read it to you. I said, so are you for creators or just for creators with money? If people are asking for verification, why not offer that as a free service where creators can be verified with a government issued ID? Why make creators pay for this? If people are asking for customer support, why not prioritize that for everyone who uses the app, not just those that are in social classes where frivolous expenses like this are more acceptable? You're very clearly excluding people who aren't in social classes where this makes sense, and yet it's all framed by Meta to be, quote, for the creator. You're asking to take from a creator's income for something that should be considered bare minimum for the people that are literally keeping your platform and your job security alive. I'm always rooting for you, Meta, but it feels like you're getting further and further from being for the creator make it make sense. That's as much as I could put this into words. That's really how I feel. I feel like they're very much limiting the amount of people that can actually access this. Not everyone has $15 a month. I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a lot of money when you add it up over 12 months for especially the time that we're in with finances. Obviously, I understand Meta has to make money as well. I could understand whatever if they want to have it just be for verification or maybe just be for customer support. I don't love that, but I think that's more acceptable than making people charge for their posts to be seen or making people pay for their posts to be seen. That to me feels very, very icky. If people don't have money, but they're still creating great content, their content will not be prioritized. And that feels so wrong to me. So I'm going to get off my verification uh, soapbox here because I literally feel like I could talk about this all day. The one piece of news that I have for you this week, Meta is testing product promotions in the IG group chat. So this is something that we're actually going to talk about in this episode today about social commerce and how they're finding more ways on social platforms to find you know, monetization options. So they're basically testing this new option that encourages businesses to highlight relevant products in chat. At this point, we're not clear on what the qualifiers are for this, whether it's just group chats or whether it's limited to business accounts only. This is like very beginning stages that we've been able to see so far. But from what I understand, businesses that have products will be able to actually share those in, I don't know, again, if it's just group chats or all chats, just you know, one-on-one, -on -one, but a business would be able to share a product in a chat. So they're finding ways to monetize chats. And broadcast channels, as we talked about in the news last week, are also another way for you to monetize chats. So interesting to see where this will go. I think for someone who's like a small business owner that is maybe talking to someone about a product, it would be really great for you to just pop the product in there. This isn't something that I can necessarily see creators using very frequently because you would have to upload every product that you want to share with someone. But we'll have to see how this plays out. 
Today's guest, Lauren Petrullo, really went deep into the talk about social commerce and why it's so important for us creators to really understand exactly what's going on with social commerce so that we can leverage it and actually use it more to monetize. So she's giving us a lot of really great monetization tips, and we're really getting into the nitty gritty this week to talk about how this stuff works behind the scenes. So I hope you guys love the rest of this episode, and we'll see you next week. There is so much happening in social media. As you guys know, every week I'm here trying to update you on it. But as creators, there are a few things that are happening this year in 2023 that are really smart for us to learn a little bit more about so that we can hopefully master and use that to our advantage this year in 2023. So Lauren from Mongoose Media is here today to go over all of these things and give us the tea. So Lauren, thank you so much for being here. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. Hello, everybody listening. <laughs> Lauren is bringing the energy today, guys. I'm excited. <laughs> so for those of you guys who do not know Lauren yet, Lauren, would you kind of give us your intro to tell us a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Well, hello, everybody. Lauren again, in case you didn't hear my name the first four <laughs> times. Um, I am the owner of a digital marketing agency, Marcus Media, and I've been very fortunate to have created and worked on four other brands that I own. Um, we have been doing some really cool stuff in the social commerce space, which is, I think, one of the most neglected sides of social media marketing that I'm really excited to share about, uh, especially because we have some cool case studies that have really easy actionable items that anyone listening can implement, like how four hours of work could potentially net you an additional $40,000 of new revenue every month for your business. So hi, I'm Lauren. I'm in Orlando. I'll be the tallest short person you've ever met. And uh, my dog is definitely way cooler than me. What kind of dog do you have? Uh, he's a Pomsky Pomeranian Husky, oh but like, legit is cool because fun fact, he was captain of Team Fluff in the Puppy Bowl, which is the event Shut before up. the Super Bowl. And his name, his stage name is Alexander Hamilpop. And so oh at the height God. of Hamilton, the entire cast, all creators involved were nonstop fan dog, dogging human. I don't know what the fan word for I don't know how that works. are, but he was number one on Twitter for a solid hour. And then oh, Lady Gaga my performed. Gosh. So, I mean, he's almost as cool as Lady Gaga. That says a lot. Yeah, that's the better headline. Lauren's dog is definitely cooler, but not as cooler, cool as Lady Gaga. <laughs> that's fair. It's a, that's a lot of cool to live up to. <laughs> that is a fun fact, though. That's a really great fun fact. Um, I love that. That was like part of your intro. That's amazing. Oh, um, you can totally like look up his. They made a special <laughs> short about it. Like if you're a Hamilton fan and you're ready for puns, like look it up. It is amazing. Oh, Alexander Hamilton is the number one fertilist you will ever come across. Oh my goodness. I love it. So you guys will have to check it out. I'm going to have to check it out after that's for sure. So I, we have kind of like this list of, of things that creators should really learn more about this year. Like I said, there's so much going on. There's a lot of changes with these platforms, but a lot of ways that we can especially monetize as creators, which obviously is very helpful considering we don't want to just solely rely on, you know, a sponsored post to make our income for us, especially those of us who 
are full-time or want to go full-time. So Mm. first thing we are going to cover today is why shoppers will be making more purchases directly from social posts and live streams. Yeah. So uh, for those that are used to using their Instagram app as their new like walking around the mall kind of experience and you're shopping from feed, you're being inspired by these great fits that your favorite influencers, micro or macro influencers are putting together. um, You might notice that their content's being used in ads. So it will look more native, but what's going to happen to be an even more native front is that you'll be able to just engage directly with the influencers creating the content. So if you see like a jacket, like especially like a trench coat jacket, that's hot pink. I'm being very, very specific right now, um, that you're obsessed with and you want to find out where that influencer or that creator got that jacket, you have to go click on the brand that they tagged, go into their catalog or go to their website, find hot pink jacket, look at 20 different versions, think that many of them are the same, can't find the exact one and give up. Again, right. being very specific for a reason. Um, but there's the opportunity to like remove all that friction. Um, and it's, it's possible now we're brands as you know you can tag the products the way you tag a person you just move one swipe over and you can tag products if you have an e-commerce brand Uh, but affiliates are becoming a possible venture for creators where they'll be able to instead of tagging the brand tag the actual product they're wearing to make it better for the user who's like yes i absolutely want to steal that exact same outfit because that pink trench coat would look amazing on me (laughs) I love the idea of a pink trench coat. And it's true. Like even with an idea that's like, I guess an item that's as specific as that is, there's still so much that you could possibly have to look through to get to it. And I think that's where a lot of shoppers probably end up quitting is like, they want to just find it quick because they saw someone wearing it. They can't find it on the first few pages. And there are 20 pages Like, we are not going through all of that as much as we love the pink trench, you know? Yeah. But imagine, though, it's not even just having, like, direct access. Like, think of Amazon, one click and buy, or even Ariana Grande. Like, I see it. I want it. I like it. (laughs) I buy it. Now it's, like, literally, you like it on Instagram, and then one click, add to cart. And as people become more and more familiar and comfortable with purchasing something direct, because you have your card saved on file, you have the protection of Meta guaranteeing your purchase. So sometimes people are you know, risk adverse, like, I don't know this website, it could have been drop shipping, or maybe they're not a real product. You have the back protection of meta for that order. But like, you see it, you grab it. um, And then imagine later, you'll be invited to also any posts that you use wrapping that same jacket, you can then turn your your own audience into your own influencer at a nano level. So that's just a keep, keep on going, keep on promoting capacity and then like giving credit back to that original creator, they're going to get an affiliate and you're like, Hey, thank you for that inspiration. Here's your credit. Right. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of opportunities for like affiliate partnerships there. And it's interesting too, because a lot of the times, like I like the idea of doing it on like Instagram or TikTok, because what I've found from a lot of affiliate partnerships is that if I'm working directly with a brand and I'm doing an affiliate partnership with them, I have to, you know, send someone from my Instagram stories or whatever, click the Mm -hmm. link, then they can still go directly to the product maybe um, in order for me to get the affiliate commission. And that's great. But I think the issue a lot of the times too, is like on the actual brand's website, 
it's confusing the checkout process sucks like it's a it's a whole other like realm of issues that we could run into and so as someone who's depending on that affiliate commission it's very frustrating when something happens after I've already sent the user there and I lose my commission because of something that's happening on the website. Yeah. First click attribution versus last click attribution, because maybe they got stuck. Maybe the mobile design of the site wasn't optimized. Right. Then they're hit with a retargeting or an email. And the last click is the one that gets the credit, even though you were the one that set the awareness and like other affiliate tracking is like using specific codes or like discounts, but still it's, it's so much extra work for you to defend the credit yeah. you're deserving. But it's also actually work for the brand to do all that tracking and to set those pieces. But imagine a world or you really won't have to imagine it. It's so clearly happening. It's in betas right now, where all of that is just directly funneled into your account. Right. And you just get your check weekly or monthly distributions, because Meta is going to be taking 5% of every sale anyways. And then what they'll have is the ability to do a toggle. Do you want to add affiliate? Like Amazon, everyone knows about Amazon affiliate links. You do the link, the URL. They've got so much money as a store that all the small businesses that are on Amazon get to reap the benefits and you get your commission in that affiliate sets. But imagine if you could just do it on the place where you're inspiring and creating right. that content versus just, hey, go to LinkedIn bio or take these other six or seven hurdles and please pray that you use the right LinkedIn code. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's there's way too many like roadblocks there that people are going to get stuck on. Um, I am curious to hear too, like I think about the emails that I get incoming and the ads that I get served. And I've seen so many new apps coming up that are you know, live streaming platforms where people can sell things on live streams. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that. And obviously, we've seen it like in certain capacities on, you know, the platforms that we use for social platforms frequently. But I am curious, like, as of recently, they removed that shop tab on Instagram. And so given that it's very clear, people are using these apps to shop so much more. Why do you think that they took that down? I've been thinking about this. Um, For sure, it's going to be a testing standpoint. And so it's just making sure that there's a re up like Facebook has like 200 different AB tests that are going on to like every profile at any moment, but you're going to have the strongest influence of like where and why uh, something is having impact the way it is. But also like imagine if you don't have to have that extra and it's just embedded directly in your content, you don't even need to make that extra step because it's, it's unnecessary. Right, right. Um, And is this something that you've seen on TikTok as well? I feel like I've only seen this, maybe I think only seen this like so far through ads. Um, Mm. But have you seen this implemented at all just generally on TikTok? So I'm going to jump back before the TikTok question, do like a 50,000 foot view of what social (laughs) commerce is, because that's where I blend it all. It's the social media and and e-commerce intersection. And so it's where the ability that your social media posts become e-commerce transactions in like a direct format. Again, I think of Amazon one click and buy. The expansion into social commerce has been aggressive by a lot of platforms like TikTok, they've opened up to allow the shop platform. Twitter opened it up, I think like late November. Uh, Pinterest has always had that function and they're opening up like Pinterest live shopping and it's in like betas. We're not personally doing anything with Pinterest live. It's very beta. So I'm not a big fan. (laughs) But um, one thing I want to go back in that 50,000 foot view first before going directly into the TikTok question is that um, 
truth be told, like when I'm saying like it's all written on the wall, it's because we're five to seven years behind China and other East Asian countries in terms of Mm. online shopping. The behaviors and habits of like true group couponing in the sense where you can do a live, let's say you're as a creator and you're saying shop this wardrobe and you offer the opportunity if four people come together and a DM for strangers come together, unite, you'll get 25% off as a collection. So you can create your own shopping experience and community in that sense. Like we are, we are very far behind mm-hmm. Thus, the social media giants that are catering to Western audiences are in this desperate speed to catch up because it is a speed to lead. If you want to lead the e-commerce market for social commerce for social media shopping and replicate the trillions, plural, of dollars of success that Chinese and other East Asian markets are seeing yeah. in the same platform, it's, it's this catch up state. So going back to your TikTok, expansion question, it's a hundred percent. I mean, TikTok is a near ripoff of other apps. And so the uh, trends that I've seen replicate what the other apps were doing a few years ago. So it started off with a lot of, of dancing and then a lot of value-driven content. So it's, it's really uh, cyclical, calendar-like. I don't know what the word I'm trying to <laughs> say is, but you you can hear it in your head what I'm trying to say. But I just wanted yeah. to say like, for sure, the continued expansion because that's where the social media platforms get to diversify their extra income. They make money on ads, but having a 5% commission on sales when you're doing sales in the billions, like those pennies and percentages add yeah. up, add up. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that totally makes sense. And kind of like what we're talking about here with users using, I guess, these platforms to shop more directly. It also kind of ties into the second thing that we're going to talk about here um, with, again, removing that friction more easily facilitating influencer and consumer commission. So having the ability for creators to literally tag a product on their Instagram and then Mm -hmm. allow people to go straight there. So that's something that we'll definitely see a lot more of this year. I'm sure again, like given what you said about us being so far behind, like we can almost (laughs) see the future in some way of like, what's going to be coming to us. The crystal ball is like looking at China's (laughs) social commerce receipts. You're like, okay, cool. Exactly. Know that password. But yeah, I mean, can you imagine though, how, much time you would save by not having to do the relationship with every brand that you like, love and trust. Um, Because right now it's happening again, just sharing. So social commerce, again, I think the most uh, neglected piece of social media marketing talk about which like directly connects to revenue because I referenced earlier, like we spent four hours optimizing a social shop for a brand and they started making $40,000 a month in new sales because the money that these social media platforms are investing to test and make this an, a viable product. Yeah. They don't have to create any products. They're going to get 5% commission of every sale. That's like taxes. And like we have countries that are surviving off of that kind of tax money. So in this like race to get these pieces together, a big hurdle that a lot of creators have is getting the brands to notice them. Yep. Nailing these contracts, negotiating these deals. And Instagram, Meta, like, and TikTok, those social media giants are saying, hey, we're just going to have this is a flat rate, like just as Amazon does, because Amazon's perfected it really, really well. But yeah. Amazon doesn't have the creator economy that these other social media platforms are. Someone 
treats Amazon the way they treat the pharmacy. Like you go into the pharmacy, grab your band-aids, grab your medicine, in and out. Right. These social media giants like TikToks and Instagrams of the world are like Target. You don't get one thing <laughs> you go to Target. Like you are there. You are committed to the cause. True. So all of those micro conversions, all of those interactions give much more data for your browsing experience and potential exposure to new brands. I really... I'm so passionate about this topic. So I'm really grateful that you're letting us <laughs> go this on, out. Go on. I love <laughs> this. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, take out the friction of the negotiated contract. You say, Hey, I like this product. I want to promote this product. I'd like my commission because I'm giving you that free content. Yeah. So again, right now the commission base is, is in the works. It's been talked about. It's been beta. It's being beta. Uh, but what is available is that brands, you can uh, tag their information and then They'll read what products you're wearing and brands with like literally one click can be like, Oh, hey, Lauren, you showed me this pink trench coat. Do I have your permission to use it in my store? So going back to remember that clunky experience where you go to the website, maybe it's not working, right. maybe it's down, mobile is terrible. Instead of like seeing just a sterile product photo on a white background, I'm now having trust because I'm seeing actual humans wearing the product, maybe humans I recognize, and you're now on their page and they get to use your UGC, user-generated content in their ads and this like mutual cooperation. So those relationships are already being built in a very frictionless way where the brand gets to say one click, can I use your UGC? And then the creator mm -hmm. gets to say in one click, yes, you can. Or use so it for leverage. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess using it for leverage makes sense to kind of what I was about to ask. Um, I'm curious to hear your take on situations like that, where maybe a creator, you know, has created a really great piece of content, a brand wants to use it. Um, or even again, like maybe it's a brand or a creator who's already doing like affiliate work for that brand or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, what is your take on, you know, letting a brand use content like that? I think it's going to be to the creator's personal goals and based off of uh, what they want. So in those goals, but also what they're currently getting. Because if you have an existing relationship, yeah. you may be obligated to create content and have a limited licensure to it. So you have they have in perpetuity use of this creative that you provided to them so long as they don't create any new product or new content after 1231-2023. So that happens mm -hmm. a lot with some of the higher-end uh, influencers that we work with where they'll have unlimited licensure for anything created within the time span of that contract. So if your goal is to build more cooperative relationships, I mean, the more you tag, the more you engage. It's just, it's like you're building your own self-awareness. Yeah. But it's the bigger part of it that is another like sleeper side of this is looking at how much these social media giants want this to work how much they want that 5% of sales for products they don't have to create, source, hold an inventory. Um, right. They're pushing this. And like, so we do a lot of Facebook media buying at Mongoose Media. And last year, we got over, we got tens of thousands of dollars in free money to test shopping campaigns where it's buying direct or going to the website to give that data. Like, the company is saying, we want to make this viable. We want to onboard people to this familiar experience. So if you do allow that, you're going to know that there's a supply and demand issue right now. And you're going to get more exposure organically. Like we had a store that was doing like $1,000 a month. They were getting 1,500 impressions a day from setting wow. up their store. Because there's such a supply and demand. They're getting on the discovery page for their products. Like If you want to get greater visibility and increase 
stronger partnerships later, I would say 100% jump on board. If you're at a place where you want to do the legal contracts, you have an agent or a manager that's taking a piece of a commission, then this may not be your favorite thing. But there's always the opportunity to do like your Dubai trip and get the additional pieces because there's going to be... Oh, sorry. The easier part of buying... But can we also talk about like the tracking? Because then you also have the leverage. You'll Mm. be able to know how many people bought from your post. When you share your profile, you can say, hey, look, this post is converting. And this is how much it's converting because I can see how much money I made off of it. Right. Powers in the data. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think for any creators, like I do like the idea of being part of affiliate programs because again, you do have the data that you're able to build those case studies again for maybe more formally compensated partnerships in the future. Um, But I think that when you are taking on affiliate partnerships, it has to be a brand that you can, you can post a lot about, you know, like that fits into your content very organically. And it doesn't feel like you're having to force it multiple times yeah. a week that you want to post about it. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, that can get really tough. And then it starts to feel much more like a job than you're maybe making. <laughs> yeah. But imagine if it's like you just really do like the headphones you're wearing. And it's just, yeah. I'm going to give this recommendation. If anyone ends up seeing it, get the credit right. for it. Because I don't have this obligation. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and, that, and that's that's exactly it. I think it really does have to be those those brands that it's not something that is going to be difficult for you to talk about. It's not something that's outside of the realm of like what you might already be getting asked about, you know, Oh, what headphones are you using? Like I always see wearing the same ones, you know, like that's easy. And that makes sense for an affiliate partnership. Um, Yeah. yeah, It's, it's definitely interesting, but I do overall with affiliate partnerships. I like the idea of doing affiliate stuff on socials versus on like directly with a brand. Cause again, I do think there are, like we said, so many different roadblocks that you can hit and like, <laughs> and then it, it, you know, affects the amount of money that you're making, which we don't like. And the energy you're putting into the content, because the worst thing you want to do is defend the content that you've created. Like it's right. It's a stinky situation to be in. <laughs> Yes, that is definitely very true. Um, So one other thing here for creators to know for 2023, um, how social platforms like TikTok and Meta are actually going to work to help the uh, facilitate the brand influencer relationship. So even aside from, you know, any sort of affiliate things like actually having the platforms be there to help connect you with brands. Yeah, I think a big part of it is just me thinking about the moderator experience, because what if someone is using your images on their website, which goes above and beyond what was agreed to? You have Mm -hmm. meta that can remove the source of that content. And, you know, if they're using those platforms as a way to drive revenue, you get the power of meta protecting you as a creator, because you're going to have direct access to, to share and highlight what is inappropriate use of your your likeness and being. Um, And also you'll have the opportunity to connect and apply for specific brands in a way that you can just get approved. Like some of these affiliate uh, campaigns for a lot of earlier creators get into like these, these uh, warehouses of brands that are looking to do exchange of content for product. Um, You'll get to be able to do it at a larger, grander scale with companies that you may not know about because there's going to be a, uh, like we already have the creator communities that are being set up for influencers 
to have a dashboard and connect with the brands they like, love, and follow. But equally, that brands can do those conversations without having an exhaustive affiliate or influencer campaign and strategy. And then the the bigger piece where I think uh, the relationship will mature greater is you're going to get notifications on payouts. You're going to get notifications on impact. And then imagine that these brands will send or receive signals about how much stronger you are compared to other creators, which again, can bring up stronger partnerships like the Dubai trip. That chart has given to everyone. Just yes. throwing back to everything I said. <laughs> yeah, that was absolutely insane to watch. I, I was like, I want to go on this trip. But also, oh my gosh, this is just crazy that they're on this trip right now. Yeah. So yeah. with social broadcast lists, like you could be able to be in a specific list and then they can say, hey, everyone, you have done stuff before. Like anyone that's purchased on Instagram will say this sticker. Oh, Someone that's purchased this sticker on Instagram, <laughs> they're going to be tagged to a list. And then I, as a brand, will soon be able to tag everyone that opts in for promotional opportunities. Say, hey, we're doing a really big push in June. Because like, look, it's a cute dog. My, it's my dog. Yeah. Uh, in, a, in a floaty tool tube. And we want to celebrate June. So if anyone's purchased this and you want to do it, we're going to increase this month's commission by X percent. And your affiliates become not just a sales channel, yeah, but so much more for the brand. And then you get to opt in or opt out. And it's all done within the sphere of these social media platforms from the communication side to the posting side to the revenue attribution. And then the reports that you'll get for notifications for a successful impact. Yeah. So I've seen this so far um, with Instagram, just like their, I can't remember exactly what they called it, but like their area of your kind of dashboard where you can go in and actually apply for different campaigns. What I've noticed so far is that most of the campaigns in there are like extremely low price and don't let you have any sort of negotiation. Um, And so that's one thing that I'm personally hoping does change with at least, you know, Instagram's partnership area program, whatever they call yeah. it. Because um, it's tough for me to look through those and say that there's anything that I would really actually want to work on because they'll, you know, they're asking for, you know, two reels and a bunch of stories for $150. And it's, you know, it's pretty difficult that all of these opportunities are getting served to everyone when I feel like they could still definitely do some work to make it a little bit more tailored or again, like have the option to submit your rates. Yeah. So this is a great example because it's so new. They don't have all the infrastructure yet in place to adapt to those pieces. And then the rate submission though is going to go even stronger once you've got the credit attribution. Because then you'll be able to unlock different tiered rates because you'll be able to go in and then a creator says, I'm willing to do this. And then for anyone that has proven at least $5,000 in revenue, direct revenue, I'm willing Mm -hmm. to pay up to this. So it just, it's it's like this, like LinkedIn almost where like LinkedIn, you have the job you're connected to and actual reviews. It's allowing Mm -hmm. that professional levels of trust and credentials connected to your account. But it's, it's Rome. And it's not built in a day. <laughs> but it's very all true. set up very much in the sense of what they're replicating versus creating for the first time. So how do you think that something like that would work for 
campaigns that are more based on like brand awareness versus conversion? Oh, that's, I mean, for the brand awareness, I mean, it is a tough one, but like I have a separate answer because we do so much with Facebook ads. Yeah. Um, So side note, if anyone does like Facebook ads, I mean, we have clients that spend anywhere from a thousand to almost a hundred thousand dollars a month on Facebook ads. Like there's a lot of money that our team is is managing to pull this data from. Uh, CPMs, cost per 1000 impressions on meta ads right now can be very expensive and very competitive with the conversion objective. Um, but but there's a chance is we're seeing very low affordable CPMs for brand awareness when we're doing campaign pushes or content pushes. We call them fame acquisition campaigns for those brand awareness style items. So in those brand awareness where I, you know, this is me looking at the crystal ball, if you will. Um, my prediction is that with those brand awareness campaigns, the, the brands that invest it, you're going to see a halo lift because people want to be inspired to take action and they want to to browse and shop. Like your mm-hmm. scrolling has become walking to the mall. What we're lacking right. right now is the community side because going to the mall, like if you were a Clueless fan and I'm 100% dating myself because I was, am, always. Finn. <laughs> okay, good. I was like, oh, shoot. But um, like in that, like going to the mall was exercise. It was an activity. It was a hobby. Scrolling is an individual one. When you bring the community side that like, again, in the social commerce of what China's doing, you just see dividends of success mentally, emotionally, maybe not on your wallet, but um, definitely (laughs) in your wardrobe and purchases, like those dopamine drops left and right. Um, So it's just, there's definitely an evolution that's coming. um, And you participating now, is amazing because you're putting in the, the groundwork and you're going to see the impact yeah. that's coming. Um, and just as a side note earlier, we talked about like how Facebook and Instagram are facilitating it. Again, they want to make this work. They want to make this work so yeah. bad because who doesn't want the equivalent of taxes for those relationship setups? So what I've seen them doing is taking the content for the creators that are engaging as early adopters, giving them greater spotlights on yeah. their social media platforms, like IG business is getting highlights and um, discovery page is getting promotion and pushes for those. So it's, well, some of those campaigns may stink right now. It does start the conversation. And if you hang into yeah. it, like, like trust those that are involved now and start to catch eyes and have the numbers to back it up, we'll see greater partnerships Meta will facilitate and TikTok right. will facilitate because then you become their case studies. Yeah, that makes sense. And it even kind of reminds me of last summer, I think it was. Gosh, I feel like time flies. It could have been the year before. I think it was last summer. Was um, it when BC, we... like before COVID? or <laughs> It was after COVID, but it was either last year or the year before when a, a select group of people got that like affiliate feature where we could start tagging and earning mm-hmm. affiliate commissions on products that we tagged in photos. And going to the point of like, they really want to push it. They really want it to work. I remember using that and every single post that I used it on, the reach was like 10 times more mm. than what any other post that I would do without it would look yeah. like. And that's a great point, like a great example of that exactly. Then I think they kind of took it away from people. And I don't know exactly where it stands now, but I just remember being really sad when it left because all of my reach was like going back down. I was like, no. It's a supply and demand. Supply and demand because people assume that conversion is the best because it's the most down funnel. But uh, earlier, like we see on brands that invest at a high level, if you look money in and money out, 
right? You're going to see this impact because you're spending $5 versus $50. So why pay 10 times more? Yes, for the conversion objective. You just have a longer purchase journey, but it will pay off long-term if you're looking to grow a brand versus looking to make quick cash. Fair enough. That makes sense. Also, this is a side note, but I... I just really like your opinions. So I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna ask your opinion on this. Um, total side note. So I'm sure you've heard about Instagram verification or yes. meta verification. So what is your thoughts on, on oh. the whole thing? So I'm in uh, the Meta Leaders Network and I was really privileged to be on an innovation committee with Meta. So I was like one of like, uh, like a dozen people in the world that were chosen cool. to test emerging technology. So I say that with a very biased like... I'm I'm so pro meta and I'm in the leaders yeah. network like we're we're really given the chance to beta and give feedback to the product developers directly. Awesome. Um so mine is that like I'm here for it all day long. When Twitter did their blue check mark like we were testing it because I think there's just so much chatter and I think Twitter does have potential. Yeah. We're not personally skilled there yet. I don't think the sophistication of what's available is there yet. But I think for for meta blue check mark it's a no-brainer. The amount of times that creators are getting their accounts ripped off, the amount of times that their followers are mistakenly following these brands and potentially helping these crypto emergencies or it's it's like the <laughs> it's like Gen Z's Nigerian prince scam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like literally. It so, really is. <laughs> it's it's just it's damaging to creators' brands. And it's frustrating. Mm -hmm. And the amount of work that goes into creators having to get their profiles pulled and how often it happens, it's unfair. So the protection that you get is where I think it's worth it. The expansion of your pay-to-play reach, absolutely worth it. And then it's just all the additional community involvement and community connection you're going to get. Because again, think about if you owned Meta... You don't want all your eggs in the advertising basket. It's on Congress's to-do list every week. They're always coming after ways to make them less profitable <laughs> via ads. Right. So they're looking at diversifying their income channels through a 5% checkout commission, through an additional revenue stream of blue check marks. So I'm mm -hmm. I'm 100% here for it. Um, I think that for the creators that already have a blue check mark, I mean, this is recorded. So Susie, if you hear me, I'm sorry. Um, there's 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 chatter about how like it's not going to be impactful for them because they've already gone through the stages. So I as know, I understand, yeah. you're going to be protected um, for a long time. It's not available for Facebook pages or like brands or groups. So there are restrictions mm -hmm. at the moment. But uh, I think it was a year ago, maybe. You can't... So it's against terms of use in terms of conditions to have more than one Facebook profile. I did. I had one as, in high school when... It yeah. had just come out really dating <laughs> myself now because I didn't want... Like, it was my Finsta, right? The equivalent yeah, of Finsta. Right. Um, Facebook, you can't do that anymore. Like, you have to submit proof of who you are, your driver's yeah. license or passport. So the extra blue check mark. when you're giving away so much data with how many micro conversions and as you're exposing yourself to comments you like, relationship status updates, birthdays you celebrate, birthdays you ignore, because yeah. the amount of stuff you don't do is even greater value of data to meta yeah. than what you do do because you're signaling what is not interesting to you. So like right. wishing one of the eight friends who have a birthday today... <clears throat> Yeah, I only said happy birthday to, to Jared. Like, I didn't say it to anyone else. They're going to know the relationship is that much closer with him. And yeah. it's not close with all the others. There's more data in the negative side of it. So 
all the data that we give away to these social media platforms in exchange for their content, having a blue check mark to protect yourself and then to have greater access to that data, I think goes a long way in building trust towards uh, this freemium opportunity we have in social media. Free content for our data. I think you did a good job of of proving uh, the other side of the argument because I feel like most of what I heard has been pretty negative. And, and the way I look at it, I'm still unsure. I okay. I see the pros. I see the cons. I think I'm going to have to try it both ways um, and, and see what happens. I guess I understand like charging for the verification and the protection and like the customer mm. support. I love all of that. And I think that makes total sense. My my issue is the idea of like almost paying for reach. Cause it kind of reminds me of like buying followers almost. And so okay. I'm curious to see how much it like affects me, you know, like mm. is my reach really that much better with it? Like, am I really that affected without it? That's kind of, I think what's going to end up being my deciding factor. Because then for you, it's an investment. Exactly. So right. you're seeing this as an investment. I'm seeing this as like IT. And no one gets yeah. like excited to buy IT for their business. <laughs> but like, oh, that PR all day long. So I think, I mean, in the yeah. expansion, it's a pay to play economy anyways. Like, again, yeah. going back to those awareness campaigns, like we boost our posts, like not not through Instagram, like we use the ads manager, it's more sophisticated, because we want that social proof on our clients posts. And like for $3 yeah. or $5 a day, and like spending $25 per post, we're seeing like a hundred X. So there's already ways to get that pay to play in a more sophisticated and challenging model for people that don't know how to navigate as manager. Like it updates all the time. (laughs) It's totally scary. Like I speak fluent meta, but even then I've got like the language skills of someone who's just moved to the U S six months ago. And I, I consider myself fluid. Like it's a very challenging platform. So the opportunity to just simplify it with, Hey, here's my blue check mark. You get access to uh, the non-frustrating side. I mean, there's pros and cons. You're going to get more reach if you do it in a sophisticated ads manager. Like, I bet on that. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. All great points. I. (laughs) It was so great to have you here to kind of spill the tea for us on all these different things. I feel like you have such a like an analytical kind of behind the scenes look at things. Mm. Um. So that that definitely is really helpful for I think a lot of creators who are just kind of looking at things as just like very like will this make me money? How? Yes. Okay. Cool. Done. Like it's cash. Cool to have cash flow versus a brand growth. kind of opportunity so but it's important like every dollar counts and every post takes time and so making the decisions that are best for you i'm just saying i can tell you from like what we manage with all of our clients those that and what you personally saw doing on these higher brand awareness opportunities will help you win long term it's a pay-to-play environment like it's it stinks if it's specifically on that cost i can tell you with almost certainty that you will get better engagement if you're using the ads manager platform at a more sophisticated level because you can be more intentional about who you're putting your content to and be more relevant with that strategy but i mean you have to have time yeah and and time (laughs) yeah time and energy and money and all of that all mixed together (laughs) so just start tagging products when you can and then you'll get your affiliate commissions and be like hey thanks meta yeah we love that we love (laughs) that 
that's that's quick and easy um sweet all right well lauren thank you so much for everything today this was such a great conversation i'm sure everyone who's listening right now has like wheels turning ideas going right now so we absolutely love that it was so great to talk with you today Oh, thank you so much. And so now everyone that's listened, I hope you have a better understanding of what social commerce is and how it, it sounds really cool and new and exciting, but like it's prehistoric a little bit compared to the rest <laughs> of the world. So it's, it's a lot of opportunity coming. So yes. hang in there. <laughs> <laughs>